0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Your PR Purpose. I'm your host, Nick McBride. Today is episode six and we have a special guest. Her name is Tamika Austin. She is from... Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. She's under 30. She has a Bachelor of Arts in Communication Studies. She also has a Master's of Education with an emphasis on counseling and student affairs. She is the owner and operator of Embracing You, LLC, and she is also the author of an awesome, awesome book entitled You Are Enough, A Journal of Hope. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation. Tamika, how are you?
1: I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome.
0: So, Tanika, just tell us um, a little bit about you know who you are, what it is that you do. Not to put you on the spot, but just <laughs> like tell us where you are right now, um, and you know what you what you you know hope to accomplish with where you are now.
1: Okay. Perfect. So, I always like to tell people I'm a proud North Philadelphia native. Um, North Philly definitely raised me. Uh, I am currently, like you said the uh, founder and ceo of embracing you llc so what we do there is we work with youth and women of color in the philadelphia area we do school supply drive which benefits both of our alma mater tanner zachary elementary school Um, and right now it's actually a k-8 school with over 600 students which is beyond wild to even imagine Um, and so we do that school supply drive and what's different about ours is that last year the first time we did it we did it in november thinking about the fact that students in our communities like they'll get stuff in august or september when people do drives but once those school supplies deplete their parents may not be able to you know um, replenish them so this year we're actually doing it in january which i'm really excited about so we're hoping that our students go back with a lot of amazing supplies so looking to team up with some local folks um, which i do every year so we do that we also have a mentoring program where we very intentionally are working with two um, 14-year-olds who are just entering ninth grade. So things are changing for them, their identities, you know, their, their social or their, their social groups and everything. So we're working with them very intentionally. They are required to do volunteer work. Um, so last, I think, two weeks ago, we did like eight hours of community service. So, and then also in November, we're doing a, school, um, a college tour with them. So they are very involved with the community. They, they love what they do so far, so I'm really excited for that. Um, speaking of which, we do college tours each year. Uh, this summer we went to Westchester University as well as Cheney University. We do try to give our students um, the HBCU experience. There's not many here. However, we're already registered to go to uh, Morgan State University, which I'm really excited about in Baltimore. Yes. Okay, so then we also, one of my favorite things that we do is also our blog. So we have a blog where women of color tell their stories in academia. So what that means is that they are talking about, one of my favorite ones that we have is titled um, Attending a PWI While G-Men of an HBCU. And I'm like, wow, Like I didn't know what HBC was. I'm a first-generation college student. Um, so we have that. We have other stories talking about what it means to be the only woman of color in a classroom setting uh, at a PWI. So we really look for different stories. We have high schoolers who have wrote, written their stories the people who the girls who participate in our mentoring program, they're required to uh, write a blog post as well. So that's what I do with Embracing You. Um, it's my baby. Uh, this February will be our second year, which I'm so excited about. Um, it's been an amazing journey. Definitely supported in the Philly area. Um, and I absolutely love it. So I also wrote a book, as you said, uh, You Are Enough, A Journal of Hope. And with that is, first is dedicated to my mom. Um, my mom is a firecracker. She is she is an amazing black woman. And so, what I learned from her, I was the youngest child, so I think I got away with a lot. But <laughs> what I learned from her was just the power of being able to explain myself. Um, in our community, some people may have uh, seen me as disrespectful, but what my mom did was she allowed me to explain myself. Like, if she was done with the conversation, she'd be like, that's it. But she definitely gave me the grace and the room to you know, communicate my anger or communicate my frustration. And so when I went to college, um, I'm a two-time graduate of Bloomsburg University. When I went to college, I noticed people couldn't do that. They couldn't articulate their feelings. They couldn't tell you what was going on. They, they couldn't do those things. And so what this guided journal does is just writes, it takes you through just some, um, like I say amazing because I'm a little biased, but um, just some different, um you know, self-reflection techniques, what does it look like? Like every night before I go to bed, unless I'm crazy exhausted, I will reflect. Um, I think about my day, who was involved in my day? How did they make me feel? Was there any point of day where I was frustrated or angry? Why? Again, who was involved? And so um, also looking at the idea that the words that we tell ourselves matter so much that if you keep telling yourself the positive things, you'll start to believe it. So in the back of the book is a glossary of just some words of affirmations that people can use. So things like looking in the mirror and saying, I am enough and there's so much power behind that. Um, We have t-shirts, we have wristbands, we have stickers, and just different things so that people really reiterate that idea. And what I love about this is that I will be in the grocery store, I'll be downtown, I'll be wherever, and people will be like, you are enough, I am too. So um, it's really become um, a mini movement and I really, really love it. So I do that. Uh, I also serve on the board of directors for Bloomsburg University's Alumni Association. And what I, I, what I do there is um, I approve budgets and things like that. But one of the things I always tell people is that success is not 40. And so while you mentioned that I am under 30, um, I just celebrated my 28th birthday. Uh, and with the Alumni Association, I want millennials in particular, but people who are younger to understand that it's so important to give back early. Like don't wait until you feel like you have 10 years in your field or like you feel like you have enough money to do that because we'll never feel like we have enough money um, in particular, but we do have time and we still have a gift to give back. And so I go to my alma mater multiple times a year to speak to students and to um, really encourage them to, number one, be involved when they become an al- alumni, but also seek opportunities as well. So I'm in a real good space right now, all right. over the place. I'm loving what I'm doing,
0: and I'm really having fun doing it. Right. I mean, I, clearly, I hear the passion <laughs> behind, it, behind it all. Um, but again, yes, like you, in, 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 in all your roles from, you know, being, you know, a mentor, running an organization, working full time. How do you either plan your day? What do you find most challenging? But how do you find, you know, that break to say, here's what I need to be doing versus, I don't need to be doing it so we're Mm -hmm. like how do you find your balance and how do you you know get your day together
1: yeah so honestly my year is planned for the rest like I I take time to at least plan six months in advance and so when people invite me to do things or when a new opportunity comes up I look at my calendar I type my calendar up it is printed out like it's big it's beautiful Um, I look at my calendar to see like can I feasibly do this Mm -hmm. Um, and I also a few months ago I felt like I was doing so much like I Mm -hmm. when I joined the board of directors last year I joined and I was like I want to be a cheer um, I'm going to chair a committee it's going to be great I was a hot mess like I was not good at it like yes. um, and so one of the things I started to tell myself is that busy does not mean productive yes. and it's so important and I don't care what my name is on if my work doesn't speak for itself I'm not doing a good job I need to let it go um, so I came up with this like activity um, and it's like Um, does it make sense? It's super simple and you just write down in different boxes what you're doing. Does it provide you joy? Um, Which one... You know, energizes you, which one's for fun, which one is business. Um, And so I did that a few months ago, and there were things that I had to let go. Um, I was volunteering with the community center in Norristown, Mm -hmm. and I had to call her up and say, hey, you know, like, I don't have the time commitment, but this is what I can do in the next month for you. And so I had to let that go. Um, I was like, I told myself I'm not chairing another committee, I'm co chairing one, so I'm still working on it. But (laughs) um, I told myself I wouldn't do that with the board, but I really do stick to my calendar, because if not, my life on paper may look like chaos to people, but I do make sure it's organized because it'll be, it'll life be a lot. Like, I know. Like, and then also, yeah. if you don't, like, life happens. Like, and I tell people that all the time. I'm like, if I'm doing all these other things, am I allowing life to actually happen in the things I have no control over? So I'm very mindful of that, and I just I try to make sure that I'm giving my all. If I'm not... I need to be remove myself, or it needs to be removed. So. Right
0: now, I didn't get a chance to look in your "You Are Enough" uh, book, but the thing you mentioned about the is this helping me? Mm-hmm. I think you need to provide that as a resource because I actually like that, and yeah. I'm like, do you have printouts in your bag, like right now of it? So I honestly, I got think, you. <laughs> I think you should offer that, you know, as some type of product or like download. Um, plug uh, for for us because I actually that that made sense to me now that you explain it and mm-hmm. and and how you you know functioning and, and 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 is can be productive like in your daily schedule so. Just a little uh you know, just a little advice there. Yeah. Um let's get that going. I'm gonna make sure that's
1: online. I got you.
0: <laughs> Put that on your list. Um, so going back to um let's actually go back to embracing you LLC. Yes. You did mention um you guys host a school drive every, you know, every mm-hmm. year. And now that January is coming, mm-hmm. like slowly in a couple months. Um, can you talk to us about the impact that you guys what do you, that you guys do plan to have this year? Do you have sponsors already on board? Um, talk to us about like the supplies that you are in need of. Um, I mean, of course, when I say supplies, of course, books, you know, pens, pencils, crayons, mm-hmm. you know, everything that they need to be productive in the classroom. But do you feel like you need more of certain things? Um, can you just talk to us a little bit about what you hope to gain as far as products out of this? this drive coming in January. Yeah,
1: so last year when I did it, I don't know why, but it was easier. People just donated. Like, my room was filled. It was was impactful. Like, our donation, like, I don't know where these people came from, but, like, people they came from all over. So, right now, like, we probably have a good about 50 book bags. That's nowhere near where I want to be. And so one of the things that I was telling people on social media is that, like, Target, Walmart, Rite Aid, they put all their school supplies on sale right now. I have no idea why. I don't know why they don't think that it's, like, seasonal, but specifically places like Rite Aid and Walgreens where it's typically more expensive. Like, if you got some of those, like, I will, like, give them information for my P.O. Box um, because we definitely need it, but... Um, the literal things like pencils we always, have, we always have a surplus of pencils, but things like book bags like going to five below and getting book bags, um, like I said before there's about there 's over six hundred students in the school, and if we can even impact one hundred and fifty, um, that would be amazing and what we did last year was we made a supply closet so we didn 't directly give it to students right away. Yeah. Teachers were able to identify students in need because our students may not always come up and say, "Hey, you know Miss McBride, I need this they may not." do that because of you know shyness or fear of you know taking business outside the home kind of thing so um what I'm looking to do 250 book bags like I want to fill 250 book bags Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that these students go back with something even if everyone can't get everything um but I would say right now we need it all we definitely need it all during the holidays like one of the things I personally stop doing I don't give gifts during the holidays I have a family who they get stuff I have a niece and nephews they they get all the toys, they want all those things. I stopped giving gifts and I started doing donations and that's where this came about. But this year, the biggest thing will be the school supply drive because I wanna make sure that we can keep it going and support such a local school that was so important to you and I.
0: Right, absolutely. And then yeah, um, she did mention that we, went to the same alma mater obviously. Um and just to backtrack for you guys to give you a little bit of history, Tamika and I we grew up on, you know, the same block growing up. So we, we have some history together. Um some some tough love um you know arguments, jump and rope, mm-hmm. you know, going to the store, you know, spending time together Ups and downs, um, again, neighbors growing up as kids and teenagers, you know, we go through some things. And right now, I'm just happy in the space that we were able to, you know, come mm-hmm. together and say, hey, this is what I'm doing. Hey, this is what you are doing. Let's get together. Let's collaborate. Let's. Here's what I have going on. You know, how can I help you in uh, this capacity that, that I'm currently in? So right now, I'm just happy that, you know, I actually haven't seen Tamika in yes. maybe over 10 years mm-hmm. and it's like I feel old saying that but literally it has been like over 10 years that I haven't even seen her or like spoken to her seen her physically so right now I'm just so happy that we were able to connect on this level Um even just recording the podcast I feel is like so special because it's like you know sometimes You grow up with people and you just move away and then there's no communication. There's nothing, you know, you might see them scroll on social media and it's just that. But again, I'm happy to have Tamika here today to talk about what it is that she's doing in her life and her business. And, you know, how we can help, you know, promote her and support her, you know, to her fullest capacity and help her accomplish her goals. Um... So yeah, about that—that's our little history, guys. <laughs> little history course. Um, and to just jump into your—you are enough. Tell me about how you came up with the title. What you found most challenging, and what authors that you currently read that you find that you that you find gives you like the most inspiration to like write and create. Mm
1: -hmm. So one of the things, and going back to my mom, um, I had a book signing in August and that was the first thing I said. I was like, this is dedicated to my mom because Things that um, I grew up Christian, Um, we went to church, all of those things. Um, And what I feel like my mom instilled in me was just the idea that society will tell me all these things. There will be, you know, research on it, all these things about who I am, who I should be, what I can't do, and what I can do. But she always told me that I can do everything. And so sometimes we take for granted our parents' or, you know, mentors' words. But for me, like, My mom she used to make us do things and I was like this is so cheesy ridiculous like we would have to stand in front of the mirror and we would have to say nothing can happen to me today that me and the Lord cannot handle together and I'm like why am I doing this or like she would put me in front of the mirror and also because I am a woman who is dark skinned like I felt that growing up but she would put me in front of the mirror and she'd be like you are beautiful and she would make me say it and some days I didn't say it and feel it but as I grew older I felt it and so um, when I went to college I met so many women who women in particular, who did not feel it. And they didn't, you know, they didn't feel like they were enough. They didn't feel like they could you know, convey their thoughts in the classroom and be taken serious. Or that in relationships in particular, um, romantic partnerships, they didn't think those things. And so for me, writing this down, I'm always, I love coming up with like the weirdest things to do because the way I process is by writing things down and reading them out loud. So um, with this book, that was the whole purpose, was I wanted to give something to other people so that they can feel it. Um, You don't have to go through it with me, you don't have to do all those things, but I just wanted to impart that knowledge on them right. um, so honestly this is a little sad but I don't read a lot um, however I do listen to podcasts um, and I also um, I'm very much so like scrolling through and reading articles and so just um, there's one person Scotty Bean she is uh, you know on air personality and one of the things that I'm very inspired by her is she does not really ascribe to the ideas of professionalism so she she went I think it was like last year where she was like I'm wearing great leggings all week and she did. And like, yeah, this is when I tell you she's a beautiful woman, she is a beautiful woman. Um, but she did that. And like, it's so, it's, it sounds crazy to think like wearing leggings, but she's also on Red Carpets. She's also working for, um, I think, Revolt TV right now. Mm-hmm. And so, like, when she shows up as she is, like, mm-hmm. I, I like DM'd her on Instagram and I was like, you have no idea because, like, um, I had a work event a few weeks ago and I was like, I don't want to wear a dress. I don't want to do this, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, look professional. And I came in with black pants and a nice top one. I was like, that's, a, that's all. That's all I got to give you today, right? right? Um, but that may sound like, well, Tamika, that's a little thing, but that's big for so many people right. because society really does tell us, especially as women, you got to show up in a dress. You got to show up this way. You can't, you know, wear a suit if that fits your personality. But for me, I really do try to understand that I got to show up as I am because I show up as anything other than me. First of all, people, it's like a dog smelling fear. They'll, they'll uh, really smell it. But also understanding that showing up as me is just as good as showing up as anybody else. Um, and even better in most cases. So it's like that's what I wanted to give to people was just that understanding. Yes,
0: you said it in a, in a nutshell shell you pretty much said it you being you you being comfortable within your skin and and showing up that's the biggest thing about you know life and doing things that you know that you like to do or you're Mm -hmm. scheduled to do you know being who you are um which is you know why one of the reasons why I created the podcast is because I wanted an outlet for people to to not only talk about just PR but issues that Mm -hmm arise in PR issues in their life and their 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 um from their business point but also a personal view as well um but thank you for sharing that because that is like I feel like the optima of everything you just showing up like showing up you mentally physically you Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people can do that. Yeah. So thanks for uh, sharing that. And I'll look it up. You said Scotty B is her name?
1: Scotty Bean, yeah. Oh, she mm-hmm. She's amazing. But um, one of the things that I always think about is because people do hold me on a very high pedestal. Mm-hmm. And I'm very mindful of that. My social media makes it look like, oh, she's a business owner. She's a you know an author. It's amazing. But going back to the challenges of writing that book, mm-hmm. it is self-published, <laughs> which means the funds have to come from somewhere, which right. means the funds came from me. It's not easy doing that. And... Also, like, I am a, I, I'm a Christian, I understand basically what happened in terms of the journey of writing the book was I moved back to Philly last July. Um, and in moving back, I was like, what am I doing, I got two degrees, I'm not working, I had left a job that was really difficult and I was like, mentally I can't do it anymore. So when I moved back, I was just like, I was a bit of a mess, like I was going out, I don't really go out that much, I was going out, I just didn't know what I wanted to do, and so probably in December of last year, I was like, you know what, I gotta go back to therapy because I just, I'm not, something's not clicking and I don't know why I feel stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, By that time, I did have a job in the community. I was was like, okay, I can do this, but In January, I really feel like God put it on my heart to write this book. And so it was funny because I called my mom one day. I was like, Mom, I can't write no more. Like, she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, I can't write no more. And I hadn't told her that I was even writing the book. So it was really funny for her, too. But um, once I told her that, I was just like, I feel like God put it on my heart at a time where I was, like, really going through things. And then I'm in therapy feeling better. And I'm like what I'm gonna write about now. And so it's just like, people need to know your journey, though, they need to know that it's not just going to be, you know, unicorns and rainbows. Um, So in giving that, like people, I talk about my mental health in there, Um, I talk about just some struggles I've gone through as a woman of color, Mm -hmm. and I appreciate sharing that aspect of me too. I don't want people to think that, you know, on social media, things look good, you're great. I want people to really know that it takes a lot to do this work, like it definitely does
0: awesome awesome and I I just find that so relatable because right now social media is the optima of life Mm -hmm. so many people depend on it to project a certain lifestyle to be and adopt a certain way of living and that's not their reality so for our listeners can you just kind of just start to 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 kind of give them how do you how do you basically adopt a way of just either showing up or just being like you Mm -hmm. without having like the social media trying to live up to the social media lifestyle like where did you start or how do you what would your advice be?
1: yeah so for social media number one I take breaks when I need it because sometimes you'll see people living their best lives their best Instagram life and you're like what am I doing that's not I don't want to feel that way I'm not a person who gets jealous or envious of people yeah. um, for the most part so I want to make sure that my thoughts are always positive on people I don't want to you know think about them in a negative way and so sometimes I'm so consumed with social media I'm not getting my work done yeah. um, or I realize I'm scrolling I close the app and I go back to the app I'm like you were just on here. You just sure. saw this picture and like that. It does not make sense at all. So um, in terms of social media, like, I just make sure that if I'm feeling something, I say it. Yeah. So I, yes, I do have a brand, but I also, I want to be authentic with people. I don't want young women to look up to me and see um, something that's not attainable. And sometimes I'll say that. Like, yeah. I'm like, y'all, today's hard. Yeah. That's it. No, no room for discussion. It's just hard. Right. It is what it is. So I try to make sure to share those days with people as well um, so that they're not just seeing that, oh, Tamika's out here living her best life and unicorns and rainbows and there's nothing wrong with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's funny because I have a younger cousin um, who is 17, and I just – when we talk sometimes, just like, oh, my gosh, I loved your picture. I'm like, do you know what – took what, what was happening that day when I took that picture. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about mental health at 17 for her. Mm -hmm. Um, I have other people who I mentor who are very young or who are in college age, and I talk to them about some of the things they tell me because they'll be living their best life on social media and then at the same time texting me about all the horrors that they feel like they're right. going through. Yeah. And I don't want them to feel like they have to live a different life. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes that's what people think, mm-hmm. but I also make sure that I'm following certain social media pages. That was very important for me. Yeah. Um, so one of the things right now that I'm really big on is finances. Mm-hmm. So I follow finances pages, like, so that I'm not just seeing Instagram autos or something like that. Yeah. I don't follow a lot of celebrities. I don't, probably literally a handful. Yeah. After that, it's people I know or people I know from, you know, being business owners and things like that. Mm-hmm. So um, Bible pages, financial pages, um, you know, workout pages. I'm right. following all those things. Astrology pages. I may follow those too because I want my, my feed to be realistic. Right. I don't want it to be unrealistic right. because if I'm looking at it and seeing something I can't get, I'm going to always be in a, the state of want. Right. And so what, what else could I want? Like realistically right. for me, like what else could I want right now that I can actually fit on my plate, which won't make me non productive? So right. it's, yeah,
0: that's, that's <laughs> definitely a good way of looking at it. You want to, you know, you, you, you typically want to, want to follow things and people that fills you up, you know, mm-hmm. fills you up in a good way, not in a, I want capacity, which is, which is good. And then um, you touched on another thing. You know, you writing You Are Enough and, you know, growing up younger um, mental about mental health and mm-hmm. how it's just so important now. Even with social media, I feel like it's closely, closely mm-hmm. associated with, you know, self-esteem and, and, and discipline. Can you talk to us a little bit about um, what... what You can identify self esteem Not just growing up but like As a capacity of like a black Woman living in You know today's social media Driven world like what To what capacity do you find Like mental health either Either important or Just obviously is important Mm -hmm. But talk to us a little bit about Like your experience with mental health And how I'm not going to say you Overcome it because I feel like you know, not just as women, as human, as, you know, just a being. We we live it, mm-hmm. you know, day to day. So, you know, how do you deal with it? And then take us through just a few steps in how, you know, you work to overcome it. And how can, what can people do to, um, you know, build, build it into their life where they feel like, again, you are enough. Mm-hmm. I said a lot. You got me. No, no, no. I got you. I'm definitely following you. So in the
1: book, I talk about um, dealing with depression and anxiety. Mm -hmm. So that was brought on probably... I probably dealt with it my whole life, but um, I was in a car accident in 2011 when I was in college. And it was just, it was horrific. It was it was really bad. And so I went to therapy, that was the first time I like really went to therapy um, in 2012. And she was like, do you know what's a name for these things? And I was a psych major, like i I was around it, but I had never applied it to me. And so when she told me that, I didn't take those labels as like a negative diagnosis. I took it as, okay, I can label what I'm feeling and that honestly gave me confidence I felt like okay so I'm not just crazy so those you know the things that are stigmatized like you're crazy or you're you know you're different or those things I didn't take it as that and so what I do in terms of my mental health is the nightly reflections are very important for me. Um, I need to process everything. If I'm not processing, then like, that's when my anxiety kicks off. So in order to combat that, I make sure that I'm processing what's going on. Um, I'm also very mindful of who's in my circle. I was just having, during my car ride over here, I was having a conversation with my friend and we were talking about mental health and her sister. And I was like, it's one thing to recognize it. It's another to acknowledge it and to really make, incorporate it into your day-to-day life. Um, if I know that this one friend, I hypothetically speaking, one friend I call is always going to be negative, it's going to bring down my mood, why am I calling that person? Why am I, if I'm, especially if I'm already in a mood, why would I call them? Right? So I'm, I'm very conscious of who's in my life, who's in my circle. Um, and again, I know people try to you know, stigmatize social media in a bad way. But sometimes you will find people who are living their best life with these diagnoses. And so I know there's things like, um, I think it's like black psychologists or um black women therapists something like that mm-hmm. um it's a i believe it's a podcast but i also believe it's like an therapy on for girls yes, or yes 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 I gotta uh, download it. <laughs> yeah so it's like those like using those things to incorporate into your day-to-day so maybe it's a day where you're feeling fine and you don't think that you're you know being triggered by things mm-hmm. but if you really incorporate it again into your day-to-day life it starts it starts to feel like a diagnosis it just starts to feel like these are seasons. Like These are these are things that are happening, and I can cope with them. So also understanding, like, what are your triggers, number one. Like, that is so important. Um, I know that if my life is chaotic and it's not planned and I'm not following my calendar, every, the, the world's about to end for me. Yeah. So making sure that I'm following my calendar, but also how do I cope with specific triggers. Um, if it's something that's triggering my anxiety, I may not cope with it the same way as when my depression's at a height. Yeah. Um, so understanding those things, but... For specifically as a black woman Um, I I like to say that I don't ascribe to the strong black woman narrative. I don't need to be the strongest because I'm human. So I I tell myself like at the end of the day, was I human? And that's how I end my nightly reflections. Like was I human? Was I trying to be superhuman? Was I trying to be superwoman? Super aunt, super friend and all those things because then where's the room for me? So um, I definitely use self-talk. It is my favorite thing because I'm a talker as you can see. Um, But I use self-talk to really distinguish my feelings.
0: Awesome. Um, I think you said look, and you look. I'm just look looking for her to like keep going. I'm not trying to end <laughs> the rub. I'm just like, yes, keep going. Um, but again, like you said, something that's so important in finding out and and knowing, you know, what triggers those negative self, you know, hateful talk mm-hmm. things. Um, and that's that's very important, you know, for mental health, especially and again, you have a counseling background, you kind of like, you've been through it, you know it, so um, for those of you who are listening out there, um, if you're not taking notes, I definitely encourage you to, um, just to go back within uh, today's podcast, and you know, um, find that, uh, the advice that Tamika gave today on, you know, knowing your triggers, knowing, you know, what's out there for you, and you know, having a positive self-reflection at the end of the day so you can, you know, feel better about your day, feel better about life, but also just adopting, you know, those things and, 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 um, work-related, um, not work, more so work-related, but adopting those, uh, positive, um, affirmations into your day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, at the end of the day, you can feel better, you know, about yourself, um, And the one thing I will add to that is
1: that the work, one thing that I didn't realize, especially with depression, I was diagnosed with depression in college. Mm -hmm. Once I left college, I had to basically redo my coping strategies, period. And mm-hmm. so understand that, understanding that the seasons in your life will change and you have to also adjust your strategies accordingly. Mm-hmm. And that's not a bad thing. I will always live with it. That doesn't mean that I lead with it. That, right. doesn't, that doesn't mean that I use it as um, something that will hold me back. But like, okay, Tamika, it may be this. What can I do? Right. Um, but definitely understanding that you may have to change and alter some things. What worked for you in the summer may not work for you in December when there's no sun out and all those things but becoming more familiar with the benefits of it and how you can truly help yourself
0: absolutely um definitely agreed and and knowing your seasons because the winter is coming Mm -hmm. we know the winter can get stressful with the weather it's gloomy it's gonna be cold it's snowing so definitely knowing and going through those seasons where you're like okay this season is not my turnaround but I'm going to prepare my harvest or what's next? Mm-hmm. Right, spring's coming next, so um, that's definitely um, some insight. Thank you um, so much for sharing that. Definitely. Um, talk to us. I mean, you're back in Philly, yes. Um, talk to us about you know, they I know you said you know you don't go out much and everything else, but what do you, what does Tamika find most exciting? Not just about Philly, but stuff that you like to do that we wouldn't necessarily know, like, hey, I knit, like, hey, you know, I like to cook, like, you know, not, thing. it's basic, but it's like, it's you, things yeah. that you enjoy, and, you know, why you find it most enjoyable. Yeah,
1: so I'm not that cool, I don't like to cook, and I definitely mm-hmm. can't knit, but yeah. um, I do love... So I I went to school in a rural area and then I lived in upstate New York where Lake Ontario was literally in my backyard. Mm -hmm. Um, So as a North Philly girl, I've become accustomed to I kind of like being outside. Like, it's cool. So the Wissahickon, I'm absolutely obsessed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I walk it when I can. Um, It's just, it's beautiful. I also love dogs and don't have a dog right now. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good time to pet other people's dogs um, and be a little creepy. I love it. But um, I also love Kelly Drive, too, like, going out and doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a foodie, and I love critiquing food. But, like, it's a kind of basic spot, but landmark Americana. (laughs) Um, I love the one on City Line Avenue. I love their Crab dip. I'm like, this is amazing. I love their wings. Exactly okay. right. So I love doing that, but mm-hmm. I do travel quite a bit. Like mm-hmm. this summer, I was very fortunate. I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. So I learned about Black Wall Street. It was phenomenal. I was like, what is this? Um, the first thing I noticed when I was there, I was like, it's so clean. Right. Like it's a really clean. Like <laughs> it's a really clean town. I'm like, what is going on? Right. Um, but I do love to travel. Um, but just really finding those spots in Philly that I didn't know growing up. Um, my mom didn't drive, so we would walk everywhere. Right. But I still feel like there's so much to learn about my city, and I love this city. Uh, I think it's amazing, and there's so much talent here. Definitely. So I'm definitely at a lot of networking events. Um, right. One of the things I learned in college is that if my friends didn't want to go to something, I'm going alone. Yes. So I'm so okay with that, but I'll be at networking events or... Um I'm out walking somewhere by water. I love it. Yeah. Um it's definitely it's been a good way to be reintroduced to the city.
0: Right. Absolutely. That and that's a good way to look at it. Like I definitely share, you know, that commonality mm-hmm. about Philly too growing up. You know, we grew up in the hood. In so North we Philly. we 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 know typically, you know, what what the neighborhood is, but you know, being being and going out the neighborhood is like different i'm even finding spots in philly like oh my god like how come nobody like told me about like northern liberties yeah. or like told me about ring House square like mm-hmm. you know growing up you don't go to those places because you just you know you don't go it's not mm-hmm. a part of your lifestyle but then once you find out about it like now it's like you really appreciate like the history of the city and like yes. where to go what to do so um definitely you know you find that appreciation about mm-hmm. you know there's also in
1: philly. north philly peace park which mm-hmm. i um my team and i we volunteered there over the summer it is i don't know where it is but look it up north philly peace park um it's in it, it's smack dab in north philly and it's a community garden okay and like we were legit gardening and i was like okay black girls are gardening this is amazing but what we did was they take you on a tour of the area mm-hmm. and you learn like the history of the area in north philly um through like a, a few decades and then we we did some gardening so we're picking mint um collard greens like all these things and it's In North Philly, it's not closed off a lot of times, specifically with gentrification, like you'll see people like or maybe temple or something has a building, but it's not for the community. But this is not closed off at all. Like Mm -hmm. you can go in and pick some cabbage and they'll give you a bag and all those things. Like they're not asking you for money. And that was probably my greatest find this summer. It was amazing. I went to a community dinner there. Mm -hmm. Um, it was it was really cool, and I, I appreciate the volunteers that help out with it too. Awesome.
0: That's that's very inspiring. I would love to have Fresh and organic things You know you don't find that much in today's Mm -hmm. Agriculture um, world But um, we're going to Just you know wrap up Where can people find you uh, Online drop your social media And also uh, Give information on If if you would like to share I can put it in the show notes Or if you Mm want to share um, Your PO box where people can send And support for uh, January's Back to school drive Definitely. So, um, I will get you that information for
1: sure. Um, we do have a PO box in Philadelphia. Also, if you are in the Philadelphia area, you can reach out to us. My website is Com, And if you send us an email, we will come to you and pick up the supplies. So that's been very beneficial for folks in Philly. Um, other folks, you can definitely, you know, send, um, Uh, check money order would have you to the PO box or supplies we do have cash app Venmo PayPal all of those are embracing you LLC Um, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at being Tamika T-A-M-I-K-A on Facebook I'm under Tamika Austin and then don't sleep on LinkedIn I'm on LinkedIn as well I do connect with people there but definitely I would love to connect with other people
0: awesome so there you have it guys she dropped all her information on how you can um support her support uh january's back to school drive uh, we thank you guys so much for tuning in um if you guys have not yet definitely rewind the podcast um tamika dropped some gems for us just on you know how to be a better you mental health and so much more um thanks for tuning in guys there you have it you're listening to your pure purpose with nick mcbride You've been listening to Your PR Purpose with Nick McBride. For quick tips and ways to keep you motivated throughout the week, visit your PR Purpose podcast on Instagram or online at www.nickmcbridepr.com.